Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. Well, we're in a series right now uh, called Rhythms. And uh, ironically, this series came at a very, very good time for us as a church, uh, based on what's going on in our world. Pastor Jason preached a message last week that if you missed, I am challenging you right now to go back online and listen to. He absolutely killed it in setting the stage for us in this new series that we're in called Rhythms. And we're, we're talking about the rhythm and pace of life. We're talking about how God's kingdom has a, has a little bit different rhythm and pace to it than, than what this world has. And, and in fact, I want to bring your attention to the fact that your very being, your person, who you are, is built upon rhythm in your life. In fact, God put at your very core a rhythm that keeps you alive, and it's called your heart. He put inside of you this organ, this muscle that keeps you alive day in and day out, and it is built upon rhythm. Your heart speeds up, it slows down, based on the needs of the situation and demand of your body on it. If your heart beats too fast for too long, it will fatigue and you will die. Anybody surprised by that? No? Okay, good. Right, all right. If it beats too slow for too long, you will not get enough blood pumped to the vital organs in your body and, you guessed it, you will die. And God put this at the very core of our being, a consistency and rhythm that is central to who you are as a person. And God set that at the very core. In fact, when we talk about the very most important things to us in life, we talk about them being important and, and that they, they reside in our heart. Like, this is my heart. When, we, when we're trying to convince people that this is an important, like, this is really in my heart. And we're talking about just this central core of who we are. But here's, here's the interesting thing about the heart, that the, the heart was made to function in a very specific way. And when it doesn't do that, things get funky real fast. In fact, our heart has this, what is called a normal sinus rhythm. I know all you guys that aren't really into medicine. I'm geeking out here because I enjoy the medicine side of things. And you all just have to come along for the ride today. But God created our heart to function in what is called a normal sinus rhythm. And that heart sound is really an incredible thing. I want to I play for you what it sounds like to hear a heart beat normally. Notice the cadence and rhythm of that. It's like perfect. In fact, I don't know about you, but as I, I, you know, part of my training medically was to listen to a lot of heart sounds. It was something that we, we had to learn. That our, our, our instructor said, hey, when you listen to normal heart sounds and you hear something that's not normal, it'll stand out to you. And as we listen to these heart sounds, there's something just so soothing about listening to a heartbeat. Something just so, and I don't think it's any mistake that when we were formed in our mother's wombs, the thing that we're closest to is the heart and lungs. Our, our body is just, it, it, God, it, God said it that way. There's a reason why mothers, when they're trying to console a child, what do they do? They pull them in close to their chest. Why? Because they can hear them breathe and hear their voice, 
hear their heartbeat. There's just something so soothing about that rhythmic sound. And this is the very core of how God built us. But now I want you to hear something different when it comes to a heartbeat. Listen to this. So for most of us, that still sounds very rhythmic, but if you had any training at all, you would understand that is not the normal sound of a normal, healthy heart. And for us in our lives, as you're taking your journey of life, I want you to realize that God designed rhythm, not only at your very core being of who you are that keeps you alive, but He designed rhythm for your life and how you live. The patterns that we go into every day, and here's here's a reality for you, that there are some really clear signs and symptoms of an unhealthy rhythm in a human heart. Some things that are very pronounced, things that you would catch on to very quickly. Things like dizziness and fatigue, difficulty breathing, weakness, passing out, chest pain. These things are all indicators that something's wrong inside of here. Something's not working right. Every time we would go out on a call, as paramedics, and we would, we would go on a, a chest pain call or somebody who had shortness of breath, we were always looking to see if the underlying thing behind that was something wrong with their heart. Why? Because it's lethal. And as the people of God, we've got to understand that these rhythms that we have in life and these arrhythmias that people have in their hearts, they're designed to get you to pay attention that something is wrong. An arrhythmia in, in the heart situation um, is an indicator of, of some type of uh, electrical activity inside of the heart that is not functioning well. And unless something intervenes in that space, that arrhythmia will turn lethal in that person's life. It's not a normal rhythm. And as the people of God, we've got to, to be reminded of this in our lives, that the rhythms that we set for our life, The patterns by which we live day in and day out are either creating for you a space of healthy rhythm and rest in your life, something that you can function at for the long term, or it's pushing you to a place that could potentially in your life lead you into some of these signs and symptoms where your life is unhealthy. Not just talking about the heart now but the rhythms of your life. And this is why God speaks to us so much in this word about having healthy rhythms and why we're exploring this. So how do we deal with this problem of rhythm in our life? How do we, how do we number one, recognize what do, we, what do we do when it comes to the day-to-day function of, of what we do with the rhythms of our life? I want to take you to 1 Kings chapter 8. Jason kind of led us into these scriptures last week, and I want to unpack this for you and and help you to understand that God has some very specific rhythm for your life. Here's what it says, 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 56. It says, Blessed be the God who has given peace to his people Israel, just as he said he'd do. No one of all those good and wonderful words, not one of all those good and wonderful words that he's spoken through Moses, has misfired. May God, our very own God, Continue to be with us just as he was with our ancestors. That's a great prayer, huh? May he never give up or walk out on us. May he keep us centered and devoted to him, following the life path he has cleared, watching the signposts, walking at the pace and rhythm he laid down 
for our ancestors. In other words, God has a pace and rhythm for your life. And He's taught that through the generations that have gone before us. He's given us His Word and He's given us some things that help us to set healthy rhythms and patterns in our lives that actually enable us to live this life in the way that He designed. But there's lots of challenges that in the world that we live in today. There's so many things in the world today that are trying to push the tempo of your life in such a way that you can't keep up with that pace. We get burned out. We have health problems. We have all kinds of things. We get stressed and anxious and all these signs and symptoms that come to our life because we have an unhealthy rhythm or pace that we're living life at. And God is, is trying to speak to us, church, and say, I've got better ways for you. I've got some better things for you, and I want you to, to learn the rhythms of this life that I have designed for you. Healthy schedules build healthy rhythms in our lives, and they get us to the finish line, listen to me, of this journey that God's called us to. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 paints a really beautiful picture for us as those who have begun a race in following Jesus. And here's what it says. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw up everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. There's some really powerful things that this scripture teaches us here. That there's a race that God has set and marked out for each one of us to be in. And you, in that journey, in that race, are not alone. I love how Scripture tells us here that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Those that are watching and cheering us on. I believe it's those ancestors that we're learning from, from before and the rhythms that they lived their life in. They're cheering you on. Hey, finish the race well. Finish the race well. Put yourself in such a position that you will finish the race. Here's the reality. In order to finish this race of faith, we have to learn the rhythms and pace that God has set for our lives. We have to learn how to, to come alongside of His patterns and His way of doing things so that we finish this race really well. That requires a plan. That requires being intentional about our lives. That requires being intentional. Listen to me this morning because we're going to talk about this, about your schedule. And how that impacts what you're doing on a daily basis. Galatians chapter 5 verse 7 says it this way. This is a warning to us. Hey, you were running a good race. Who cut, on you, cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? Let me interpret that for you. Hey, you were doing such a good job in this journey of life. And you had, had some good rhythm and pace. And then you got that new job. And it became God in your life. Who cut in on you and told you that working 80 hours a week was the best way to invest and spend your life? Hey, you were running such a good race, mom and dad, but then you put your children in 19 different sports, 45 miles apart, and you run from sunup to sundown to get them to athletics that they're probably never going to play again after their high school. Way to go, mom and dad. Like, And again, listen. I have six children. We play lots of sports, and we're involved in those arenas, but they don't dictate our life. 
And I think all too many times in this race that we're running, we do so many things to, to try, and, try and impress the people that are around us. And we do so, and our, the pace of our life picks up to such a degree that every once in a while we just stop and we watch our life just go blowing by us and we're running, who's, dri- who's driving that vehicle? Like, how did I get here? And can I just tell you, that's not the pace and rhythm that God desires for your life. Most of us are servants of our schedule rather than our schedule serving our mission in life. I'm going to say that one more time because you should probably write that down in your notes. Some of us, in fact, I would say most of us, are servants of our schedule rather than our schedule serving our mission and our purpose in life. Schedules are driving us to the brink of insanity in the world that we live in today. Healthy schedules reflect a clear understanding of why we are here and what our purpose is. Your schedule, the rhythms of your life, are dictating to you what your true priorities are in life. Personal and family life, are we trying to keep up with everybody around us? Or are we running the race, listen to me, that God has set out for you to run? Are you running at a pace by which your life can actually reach the finish line? And when you get there, you get to hear these amazing words, well done. Well done. Because that's the reality of the lives that we live and the world that we live in. Our world is constantly trying to speed us up. This is the tension of living in America today. The world is constantly trying to get us to speed up our pace to such a degree that our physical bodies and our mental health cannot keep up with. And if you don't believe me, just go look at the studies right now. We have more disease and we have more mental illness today in our culture than ever before in the history of humanity. Church, something's wrong. And as the body of Christ, something should be different about us. And this is the race that we were invited to run through Jesus. Oftentimes, we're too busy trying to keep up with the social life that surrounds us that isn't consistent with the mission that Jesus put us on. Please don't misunderstand me by saying, don't go out and have fun with your friends. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying when our, when our social agenda is pushing us so fast and so hard that we can barely get up on Sunday morning to come to church, or our social agenda is moving us so fast that we don't have time for a small group or, or to be gather, together with the body of Christ or to serve in our community or even to, to meet the needs of those that are around us. When, when our social agenda is pushing us that fast, church, something's wrong. We're not living at the pace and the rhythm that God has invited us to. All of a sudden, like Jason talked about last week, the metronome of the world is pushing you at a rate that you can't go at any longer. We're involved in oftentimes far too many activities, and never actually have a time, and we're going to talk about this more next week, to slow down and really rest. For your body and your mind to slow down for a minute and actually take a breath. To not have noise going on around you, to be running to the next event. And I mean, look, you guys look like I'm trying to kill you this morning. I'm trying to help you. I really yeah, I'm trying to help you this morning. Because all too many of us are not living at the rhythm and pace of of heaven, we're living to the metronome of this world that is pushing us far too fast. Far too fast. 
You know, our, our, our family, and Jason alluded to this last week, loves the movie Cool Runnings. Anybody ever seen that? We're going to watch a clip here in just a second. And it's going to paint a really clear picture for us about how oftentimes we are, we are feeling too pressed by this world to be like it instead of letting the Word of God help define our rhythms and pace in life. Watch this video clip. No. When the Swiss want to get oh, out of oh, you oh, shut oh. up about that Swiss. I mean, it was all that Ains Vine dry nonsense that got us all nervous in the first place. Hey, man, look here. I'm just trying to get us off on the right foot. Well, the right foot for us is not the Swiss foot. I mean, come on, Darius. We can't be copying nobody else's style. We have our own style. Kissing an egg is no kind of style. It's the Olympics here. There's no stupid pushcart derby. Let me tell you something, Rasta. I didn't come up here to forget who I am and where I come from. And neither did I. I'm just trying to be the best I can be. So am I. And the best I can be is Jamaican. If we look Jamaican, walk Jamaican, talk Jamaican, and is Jamaican, then we show as hell better bobsled Jamaican. You know. Come on now. How many of you know you can get some serious spiritual truth from these guys? Let me remind you of something. You're a Christian. You're a follower of Jesus. Maybe you're here this morning. That, that does not apply to you. But, but here, here's what I want to say to, to some of you and the majority of you in this room. You are called to be different. There's a, there's a kingdom that you're a part of. There's a family that you're a part of. Right? There's a reality of invitation that God has brought you into his family and he's given you an identity and, and a purpose. And just like these fellas, like, man, you you if you're Jamaican, you can't present yourself as Swiss. If you've seen that movie, it's hilarious because they are trying so hard to be like everybody else around them. And this moment was a pivotal moment in in their evolution as a team because they decided, wait, 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 we just gotta be who we are called to be. And church, I want to empower you this morning. You've got to be who God says you are, not who the world is trying to make you to be. You've got to set yourself in such a way that you're going to pursue the things that God has for your life and the rhythms that God has for your life, even when it looks and sounds different than what the people around you are doing in this world. That's what it means to be set apart, to be different. And that doesn't mean that, that we as a church look down at our nose at everybody around us and we are so superior to you. No, what it is is an invitation to say, hey, I've tried that pace and that lifestyle and it does not work. And inviting your friends to learn a different pace and rhythm. Don't you think that our lives could probably be a little bit different of a testimony to the world that we're in if we actually had something better to offer them? But most of us as Christians look so much like the world that's around us, we're running at most of the time even faster paces than them because the world is just doing all the fun stuff. And we're, they're all, all the things that are quote-unquote fun in their life, keeping them at this incredible pace. And then we also as Christians add in church on the side. And so our pace can be a little wild and crazy. But the reality of the pace and rhythm that God has called you to is that it should look different than the people that are around you. I'm going I'm to scare some of you here for a moment, but here, here's what I want to speak to you. you. You're not an American. 
You may be American by nationality, but there is a citizenship that trumps that in your life. And that was not a play on words. There is a citizenship that overrides that in your life that should define you more than your passport or whatever. There is a kingdom that we're a part of that we're invited to enter into. And that kingdom has a beautiful rhythm and pace to it. And here's how Jesus says this, this kingdom looks. Jason used this scripture last week. I'm really bitter at him for it. But we're going to go, go to it today. In Matthew chapter 11, listen to me. This, this is the rhythm of heaven. This is the pace that we're called to. Here's what it says. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Burned out on social media? The coronavirus? Shopping? Like, are you burned out on these things? Here's what Jesus says. Hey, come to me. He didn't say run to Fred Myers. He didn't say check out Amazon. All those things are practical. I'm not saying don't buy toilet paper. Here's what I'm saying. Jesus says our first place to go should be to him. And most of us, because of the pace and rhythm of our life, the first place we go when chaos strikes is not to him. We go to Google to try and figure out what we need to do. Church, we, we need to be different. There needs to be some. And this is what Jesus, the rhythm of heaven, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. This is not a joke. This is an invitation. If your life is feeling out of control, if you're feeling the stress and pressure of the world that you're in, you need to go home, turn off your TV, turn off your phone, and come and spend some time with Jesus. He has some things to say about the circumstances. Open up the Bible and let it bring peace to your heart rather than opening up whatever social media app and getting more fearful inside of your heart. Are you guys with me this morning? Come on now. This is real stuff for us. He goes on to say, walk with me and work with me. Notice he didn't just say lay on the couch. He says there's work to be done, but work with me. Let me show you what this looks like. And he goes on to say, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Does that not sound different than this past week? Does that not sound different than the people that you're hanging out with in life? It should be. Our lives, what Jesus is inviting us into, is a rhythm and a pace for you and your family that is not ill-fitting for you. In fact, it will actually enhance your life. You'll have moments where you just get to stop and go, man, I, I love this life. I love being right where I'm at. I love what's going on. I know it's crazy out there, but, but I love the rhythm and the pace. Why? Because that is how God created you to be. Listen, this isn't a condemnation message from Jesus. This is Jesus saying, hey, I've got an invitation for you. I've got something for you to enter into that's different than what's around you right now. And he's inviting us to come and learn the rhythms of his grace. The rhythms of being a part of the body of Christ. The rhythms of being a part of the kingdom of God. That's what he invites us into. And yet all too many times we're letting our life be pressed by these other things. Here's, here's the things that, that I want to give you three things as we just wrap up our time real quickly this morning. Some rhythms that will help you set a healthy schedule 
for your life. These are, these are some tools that will help you when it comes to setting a healthy schedule. Number one, you guys ready this morning? Build a schedule based on priority. Most of us are building schedules based on pressure. Whatever's putting the most pressure on you right now in this moment will get your attention. I'm challenging you to take a step back from that and to build your life and your schedule on the priorities of your life. What is most important to you? Here's what Matthew 6.33 says. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything that you need. Most of us are pressing so hard in our schedules that we're missing out on the opportunities of the eternal value of what God wants to do in and through our lives. We're spending our lives on things that if I were to ask you, hey, is that the priority of your life? You'd look at me and go, no, not really. Then my question for you would be, then why is it getting all your time? Something to think about in our lives. Build your schedule around priorities. Ask yourself. I would even challenge you to do this, maybe this afternoon. Go home and write out your schedule and look at what is getting the majority. Yes, there is homework from church today. Make sure you take some hand sanitizer with you. But go home and figure out, take a look at your schedule. Look at what is getting the majority of time. Because whatever is getting the majority of time, listen to me this morning, look right here, is clearly your priority. Whatever is getting the majority of time is clearly your priority. That is not condemning. I'm not beating you over the head with it. I'm just telling you that's the reality of all of our lives. Whatever has the majority of our schedule is the priority of our lives. Jesus invites us to put him first and his kingdom first. Why? Because then he'll put everything else into alignment in its proper place in our life. But all too often we're living out of balance in that space. We put everything else in its place and then we try and fit God into whatever spaces we have left. And church, that will just never work for your life. You'll get tired, worn out, burned out. That's what comes in that space. Jesus says, hey, come and, come and do it my way. The second thing is, listen to this one. This one will freak you out here a little bit. Build a schedule with margin. In other words, look at your schedule, and if it's packed, you've got a problem. No different than if you were to come to me and I was to put you on an EKG monitor, you say, man, my chest feels a little funny. I, I don't feel very good. I feel a little dizzy. And I looked at you, and your heart rate was 220. I would say, you've got a problem. And if we don't deal with that problem right now, your heart muscle is going to burn out, and it's going to be game over. Most of us need to just take a moment, and, and here's what you might need. This will really wig you out. Get a friend, someone you trust, to look at your schedule. You guys are like, is he crazy? Yeah, I am. I'm a little crazy. Get somebody else to look at your schedule. Have a friend, somebody that you trust, sit down with you and you say, okay, here's my schedule from the time I get up in the morning to the time I go to bed at night. And if your friend looks at you and goes, that's a pretty good indicator. You might be having a few things out of balance. You, you might be going a little too fast, right? Take a moment. Create some margin in your schedule. Here, here's the reality. We have a big problem in America. We love to overspend in every area of life. We like to overspend our money. We like to overspend our time. And God teaches us throughout his word how to be a people who build margin into our finances and into our schedule. We're the most in debt nation on the planet. Everybody got that? We're clear on that? 
And some of us right here and right now are feeling the pressure of that in our life because we bought into the voice of the world that said, you just need more, you need bigger, you need this. And so we, we, we leaned into that and now we're feeling the pressure and tension of that in our life. And God's saying, hey, that's the, create some margin. Did you know that if you'd create some margin in your budget, in other words, spend less than you make, if you'd create some space in your budget, you would feel a tremendous amount of pressure relieved from your life. You could even save for some things that, that oftentimes you hear us up here on the platform saying, hey, we would love for you to give in and make an investment in our students or a missions trip or all these things. And I know many of you are going, man, I'd really like to do that. I just don't, I don't, I don't have the money to be able to do that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Have you created margin inside of your finances so that you can be a blessing to the people that you're around in life? So your life can leave an impact on them in that way. It's important. We're called to be generous. Church, too many of us are way out of rhythms in God's way. In the same way, we love to overspend our time committing to far too many things that put us in a space where our life is unhealthy and out of balance. You guys hear that this morning? Sometimes we're just committing to way too many things. Things that I want to remind you that don't fulfill the mission as to why you're on this planet. Why God put life into your lungs, a breath into you, put a rhythm to your heart. There, there's a purpose why you were created. God wants to do something extraordinary through your life. And far too many of us are overspending our time and we just don't really have time to make a difference in anybody else's lives because we're, we're still trying to just keep up with the Swiss, right? We're, we're, we're trying to be like them way too much. And God's saying, hey, there, there's a better way for you. There's a better rhythm for you. Third and final thing, build a schedule, listen, that reflects the kingdom culture. The culture that you've been invited into in your life right now. There's a reality to how God has created you. You remember you were born again into a new family. And into a, a new kingdom with new priorities. And I ask you a very simple question this morning. Does your schedule reflect this new kingdom that you were a part of? Or does it more better reflect the kingdom, listen, that you were saved from? I don't know. I can't answer that question for you. But here's what I do know. As your pastor, I want to invite you into learning kingdom culture at a whole new level in your life. Why? Because I just know, we sang about this morning, God, your way is just better than mine. The rhythms that God set up for your life, students, parents, grandparents, the rhythms that he set up for your life, they're just better. The pace that he's called you to in your life, it's just better. He has some things specifically that he, he wants for you in this journey. I'm going to close with Ephesians chapter 2 this morning. Here's what it says. So now you are no longer strangers or foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are, a mem you are members of God's family. For some of you, you might be hearing that fresh to you this morning. You are a part of God's family. You didn't just ask Jesus into your life and now you're floating out there on your own. No, 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 that's not what God invited you to brought you in to be a part of his family. Together, we are his house. 
built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles, and that would be all of us that are sitting in this room, are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. There's a pace and a rhythm to your life that God has built intrinsically into you. And all too many times we find ourselves out of sync or out of rhythm with the family that we're called to be a part of and the kingdom that we are now in. We have a new identity. It's not found in what we accomplish in this life through our jobs. And I want you to be great in your workspaces, but it can't be the priority of your life. There's too many of us that that are burnt out, stressed out, fatigued, tired because the rhythm that we are living our life by is not the rhythm of the kingdom of heaven. It's the pace of this world. And God just has something better for you this morning. For each one of us, that's going to look a little different. I want to be really clear here this morning. I'm not saying there's this cookie-cutter mentality, but here's what I do know. The way that you learn the rhythm of heaven is by spending time with Jesus. Here's what he said, come to me. Come to me. Let me teach you. Let me show you. Let me help you to understand what the best rhythm and pace for is for you in life. It might look different even than some of the people that are sitting next to you right now. Racers have a different pace and rhythm. But their goal is not to, to just compete with the people around them. Their goal is to get to the finish line. And church, I just I want you to be able to finish this race well. I want you to be able to do it with a smile on your face and some joy in your heart. Not them dragging you across the finish line, right? I want you to set a healthy kingdom rhythm to your life so that you can enjoy all that God has for you. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.